Mary Education presents The Road to College, a helpful podcast series designed to support families everywhere as they navigate the college admissions process. Hi, welcome to episode two of The Road to College. My name is Joan Nguyen. I am the founder of Mary Education and the host of The Road to College, a helpful podcast series to help families everywhere get into college. How exciting! This month, we are talking about personal statements, the most daunting step of the college application process. How do you convey the person you are, the character you have, the experiences you gathered in 500 words or less? Hmm. We're going to explore what are the key traits of a solid personal statement. And we have some special guests to help us out. We've invited three of our recent graduates, Wesley. Hey, Joan. Layla Hi. and Deanna Hi. to come on the show and read the most compelling parts of their personal statements. I'm so excited to have these guys on the show. Wesley, Layla, and Deanna just graduated high school, so they are fresh out of the college admissions process, and their essays told really powerful stories, getting them into some of the most competitive schools in the nation. So we're very appreciative that they're willing to share these stories with you. The personal statement is so crucial that we're going to be putting out a few extra goodies this month. After listening to this episode, go to our freebies page on our website. You'll be able to unlock full-length versions of all the essays you hear today by donating to Wesley's, Layla's, and Deanna's favorite charities. In about a week, We will also be releasing special bonus episodes called One-on-Ones, where we sit down with each of our guests and dig a little bit deeper into their experience applying to college. Each of them has such an interesting perspective to share. Wesley is an international student from the Netherlands. Deanna is the first in her family to attend college. And Layla attended one of the largest high schools in the country. With each of these one-on-ones, we're going to see if we can provide some helpful insight to those of you applying to colleges now and see how our graduates are feeling as they prepare to finally enter their first year. Such an exciting month. But first, let's get started with episode two, the personal statement. Now, what is the most important quality of a strong personal statement? The first thing I tell a student is, don't make it a resume. College admissions officers definitely don't want to read a brochure about your life. Your merits are clearly stated in other parts of your application, so the essay is really there to demonstrate who you are as a person. Colleges want to know your personality, subtle quirks and all. They want to understand your dreams and ambitions in more detail. What do you want to do and why? If you don't know exactly what you want to do, that's okay. But what do you care about? What inspires you? Let's bring in our first guest, Wesley. Hi, Wesley. Hey, Joan. Wesley is from the Netherlands and is going to UPenn in the fall. I first met Wesley last summer as he was visiting his Oma, which is grandmother in Dutch, and then continued to work with him online when he went back to the Netherlands. Wesley, you're a pretty special kid. You've done a lot of things that most students have not had the chance to do, like organizing debates among students all over the world. And through this, you actually had a really strong sense of your own dreams and ambitions that we were able to really bring out in your essays. Yeah, absolutely. For me, what really inspired me and motivated me over my life was feeling that I could make an impact through constantly learning about the world 
and other people through communicating and building relationships with everyone I met. Well, at least, I tried. My main common FSA really spoke to that. Right. Let's read a little bit from this essay. To this day, although we live in the Netherlands, the main language my family speaks at home is English. My mother is Dutch and my father is American. So when I sat down in my classroom for the first time, filled with anticipation and perhaps a little fear of what was to come, I tried to introduce myself to the boy seated next to me, only to find out he had no clue what I was saying. The boy did not speak English. At that moment, at the tender age of four, I realized the world was not as I perceived it to be. Apparently not everyone spoke both English and Dutch. But if this wasn't true, could it be that other matters that I merely assumed to be true were false as well? This nescience, or ignorance, quickly translated into a desire for knowledge. Knowledge of the universe and knowledge of myself as part of that universe. I always tell students that a good personal statement makes me think, wow, this is a cool kid. I want to sit down and have coffee with this kid and learn more. A good personal statement will make me smile. Aww. Some will make me chuckle. <laughs> and this doesn't mean that you need to sound like you're running for president. Yes, we can. After all, the student applicant is a 17 or sometimes 18-year-old kid. So you don't need to sound like some super-duper smart person giving a speech to a congressional panel. Be yourself. And sometimes, it's scary to be yourself. Let's introduce our second guest, Layla, who did just that. Layla's first sentence of her essay read, Beyonce is my spirit animal. Yes, Beyonce. Like Queen Bee. Like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Layla is a die-hard Beyonce fan, a cult member of the quote-unquote beehive. But more than that, Layla's a hard worker. She's a leader. And at the same time, she's so funny and quirky. And she's done so many things within community service and leadership. We knew there were definitely parallels that would tell a story about what an amazing young woman Layla is. But even still, this was a risky essay. Layla, do you remember when I told you that we should write your essay about Beyonce? Yeah, I remember I had written tons of topics, but none really seemed to work. And then I jokingly said, like, hey, I should write about Beyonce. And when you actually said yes, I was so shocked. Even my teachers at school told me I could not write about Beyonce. They basically made it seem like I was writing a report for TMZ, an essay with no substance, and something that wouldn't be able to reveal who I truly am. But in the end, I feel that it was the riskiest, yet most rewarding choice that I made. And I told you, Layla, your mom's going to fire me, but I think it'll work. It was a risk. I was honestly petrified of your mom, but I believed in the essay, and I knew you could really use Beyonce to highlight a lot of things about you. Yeah, I agree. After all our drafts, I feel like the essay really delved into who I am as a person, which is exactly what colleges want to see in an essay. Yes, Beyonce is pop culture, but Beyonce was merely a segue into talking about myself. Definitely. And the essay wasn't just about Beyonce, really. It was about your independence, self-worth, leadership, and confidence. In the end, Beyonce was just a hook. It wasn't a whole summary about Beyonce. Beyonce was something we used to make the reader curious. And guess where Layla ended up at? Brown. Now, sometimes students write about a moment, a vignette from their lives. At times, this can prove challenging. Can one moment in your life really tell the story of your entire life? It can. It depends on what the story is and how you present it. I'm going to introduce my student, Deanna, who wrote a wonderful essay about a moment in her life. Hey, Deanna, 
Hi. Every time I met you, I just loved to listen to everything you had to say. I felt like you were telling me a new story each time I met with you. But in reality, we were just brainstorming for essays. I never really felt like I was doing work either. Brainstorming essays became like sharing a slice of life. Less of a chore and more of a chance to show you and the schools I was applying to who I am. And I want you to read one of those essays, such as the Harp essay. In this essay, you can really get a sense of all the dimensions of your personality. What are you so afraid of? My mother asked me as I dabbed blister preventative gel onto my fingertips. We've all heard you practice. You know the pieces, especially the sound of music medley. I shrugged, weaving my hands to try the gel, much like people do to dry nail polish, and stuttered. I, I don't like making mistakes. Every wrong note plucked, every time my rhythm got lost in the conductor's sharp motions, it all felt like I was letting everybody down. Everyone was definitely going to notice if the chorus of Edelweiss disappeared, weren't they? A harpist spends half their life tuning, and the other half playing out of tune, my teacher said with the cadence of a joke. All six members shift uncomfortably in our seats. It was a joke, my teacher insisted. You can laugh. But then she turned to me, jabbing the pencil she was using as a baton in my direction. You can't. But you can bring out the medley and sound of music, especially around Edelweiss. The opening chord has to be loud, loud enough to make everyone jump out of their seats. Flash forward to the day of the concert. The opening pieces go smoothly. There are some bumps along the way, but the ensemble is working as a team, covering where another falls. I play loudly the entire time. The sound of my harp standing apart from everybody else's, yet still a part of the group. And then it is time for the closing act, the sound of music medley. Before the opening chord of Edelweiss, I have six measures of rest. Bam! The chord is perfect, loud enough to make people jump, but not death march loud. The conductor jumps, looking shocked that I could even make such a sound. And then it occurs to me. I came in a measure early. But the show must go on. Blushing, I play the chord again when I'm supposed to. And the piece continues. We get a standing ovation. You came in early, she said when I gave her a hug later. Yes. But wasn't it beautiful? Deanna's essay really transports the reader into that scene, but with meaning, not just retelling the story. She reveals her work ethic, determination, and humility. You feel for her, and you definitely root for her. At the same time, here's a warning. You want to show your personality, but you don't need to be outrageously comical to the point that college admissions officers might question your maturity. Here's a good analogy. Your personal statement should be a thought-provoking film, with bits and pieces of comic relief and fuzzy moments even. But it should not be a crass comedy with no real depth, nor should it be a dry, monotonous documentary about impressive things. So what should you talk about? Are there really do's and don'ts? I know that generally most folks might scoff at students talking about the three D's. Death, disease, and divorce. I sort of beg to differ. Most student applicants receive this advice because they overdo it and don't know how to appropriately talk about these topics and end up eclipsing the real star 
of the personal statement themselves. I think it's totally okay to talk about the three Ds, but it needs to be the scene of the movie, not the movie itself. Wow, my cinematic analogy is carrying itself pretty far here. Also, another common no-no is talking about sports. And again, I beg to differ. If you are super invested in your sport and you feel as though it has genuinely changed you as a person and motivated your dreams and desires, go for it. I had a student talk about how he was a terrible, terrible basketball player, worked diligently, got better, and now wants to pursue sports medicine. He's at UCLA, so I'm pretty sure that all worked out for him. So what are some of the mistakes students make with college admissions? Well, the biggest mistake students make is prematurely committing to a professional goal. For instance, I had a student applicant who was ranked top five out of over 800 students with a nearly perfect SAT score. And then when it came to his essay, he wanted to talk about becoming a doctor. I had my qualms. No, it's not that every other kid talks about becoming a doctor, which is more often than not the case. It was because he wanted to present this goal, put it out there for the admissions committee, a goal that everyone knows takes tremendous sacrifice. Yet he had no real experience or exposure to the field of medicine. Where was the doctor shadowing? Did he attend any seminars on health? What area of health? Stating I want to become a doctor because I want to help people is like saying I want to become a lawyer because I like to argue. You need to really convince the admissions people. Having good grades and scores convinces admissions officers that you're smart. But at a certain caliber of colleges, admissions officers care about those with aptitude and capacity coupled with real ambitions who want to change their immediate communities if not the world. No matter what you talk about in your personal statement, you need to show the admissions committee that you have an ambition. You have the perseverance and the fortitude to carry this ambition out, and that such an ambition has changed you, laying the groundwork for what you possibly want to do in the future. And furthermore, college is a vehicle that will help you carry out this ambition into the next level. That, fellow listeners, is a recipe for personal statement success. Now let's get into my favorite part, the first paragraph of each essay. For most public schools with a high volume of applicants, you'll be crazy to think that admissions officers really take the time to read and reread your essay. Some of these large public colleges receive over 50,000 applications. So the admissions officers will either like your essay or they don't, which means that the first paragraph is everything. Let's bring back Layla again. Layla wrote an essay about paradoxes in her life and her identity. Layla, can you read the first paragraph from your Common App essay? You know, the one about your parents? Living in the culturally diverse California, paradoxes are ubiquitous. Diversity breeds paradoxes. The paradox that has been most prevalent in my life has been my parents' relationship and its enduring nature. At its basic level, my parents' relationship is a beautiful love story. My father was born in Tehran, Iran, and was raised as a devout Muslim. Attending Islamic schools, he enrolled in the Iranian military to fight a religious war against Iraq during the 1980s. In contrast, my mother was born in a very impoverished community in East Los Angeles to Mexican immigrants. 
Raised with Catholic teachings, she once entertained the thought of becoming a nun in order to fulfill her religious duties. That setup really leaves you really wanting more, doesn't it? The imagery becomes so vivid that it hooks you in to see what's next, and you wonder, how did this upbringing affect her? Layla continues on this theme, but refocuses on herself instead of just talking about her parents. Now, this paragraph can also be built on a lighter tone. Here's my student Deanna again, who attends USC this fall. Deanna, can you read the language essay you used for Wellesley? I really, really like that one. You took something that was so everyday, like language, and made it so interesting. Yep, here it goes. My first language was Atlantean, from the Disney movie, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Just kidding, but on my first day of preschool, it might as well have been. At least, that's what the kids thought I was speaking. No one at home spoke any English, so the only tongue that I could decipher was Romanian. And language is a lot like the Berlin Wall in that sense. It is a huge, painful barrier, but knocking it down is a true achievement. Wasn't that endearing? Atlantean. And I love how we get to know a little bit about Deanna, but she doesn't give away too much about how she will discuss language as it relates to her. Now, Wesley, let's read the essay you use for your main essay, the one about your desire to want introspection. That essay was super insightful, and you did a great job of not sounding like you're trying too hard. In 360 BC, a bearded man somewhere in Greece named Socrates stated that in order to know ourselves, we must communicate with others. Because only when we understand others, we can try to understand ourselves. As Socrates sought to reach understanding by traveling Athens to converse with people, and as Tom Hanks struggled with Wilson in the film Castaway, so too have I sought to find myself by communicating with others. When I was born, I had no clue who I was. I wasn't able to sit up on my own, let alone think about the significance of my individual life on this planet. But as I grew older, in different ways, I started increasingly questioning my identity. It all started at the age of four, with my first day at elementary school. This was interesting. A great hook. He goes from Socrates to something unexpected like castaways, and questioning his identity first day of elementary school? How so, we wonder. We want to read more and learn more about Wesley. You see, these are great personal statements because you are convinced that the student is not boring. The student is interesting. The student is mature, and the student has so much to say, and you really want to hear all about it. So did these kids just wake up one day and hammer out a killer personal statement? Definitely not. Each of my student applicants has worked on a minimum of six essay drafts over the course of weeks, if not months. No, you cannot work on six essay drafts the week the applications do. It's not the same. The personal statement is intended to give the admissions committee a snapshot of who you are. There's an art to it. There's a creative element to personal statements. And with all things creative, time is important. Give yourself time. Don't rush it. You are three plus years to get the grades and scores to be college ready. So please do yourself a favor and give your personal statements some love. And that wraps up episode two, The Road to College. Big, big thanks to our rock stars who joined us for this episode, Wesley, Layla, and Deanna. Again, make sure you join us for our one-on-ones with these guys. We're going to talk about how Wesley became the only Netherlands student to be accepted into this year's freshman class at UPenn. 
how Layla stood out from nearly 5,000 students in her high school, and how Deanna feels as the first in her family to go to college. And if you'd like to unlock full-length versions of the essays read today while donating to a good cause, make sure to visit our freebies page, freebies spelled F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S dot maryeducation.com. Next month, we're going to cover another nerve-wracking part of the admissions process, the interview. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we hope you found today's episode helpful in your own road to college. The Road to College is brought to you by Mary Education, SoCal's premier test prep and tutoring experience. Want more information? Visit freebies.maryeducation.com to also read the worst personal statement ever and download free guides like our personal statement brainstorming workbook. First-time clients can also receive a free consultation by signing up on our website. Bye!